You're listening to your Dental Top 5 podcast with Amanda Hill, informing you on the top trends in dentistry every Thursday. Brought to you by the creators of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast. And now, here's your host, Amanda Hill. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dental Top 5, where we take trending topics in dentistry and break them down into five usable highlights that you can take back to your op, your life, or just look smarter at your next dinner party. I'm your host, Amanda Hill. So this episode is airing at the top of the month, but full disclosure, we're actually recording it in August, so not really time appropriate. But we all know top of the month, I get to give my top five. So this is my top five for October. So number one is fresh flowers. Emily Bogey sent me some flowers a couple weeks ago, and I realized how much I love having fresh flowers in my office, so I just bought some for myself at Costco. So I really love fresh flowers. Number two is I'm really getting into motivational interviewing. I've been doing some research uh, for a course that I'm writing uh, that I'll be presenting actually in October. So I will have presented it already in Iowa. Go Iowa. Um, And so it's really a fascinating topic. So if you don't know anything about MI, you should look into that. Number three is I'm reading this amazing book that I'll be done with by the time this airs, let's hope. But it's called Positive Intelligence. And it really talks about the way that we can make neuropathways to positive thoughts and positive thinking and how that can impact our life. The number four thing I'm super into is my blue tube straw by Pro Edge. And the reason I'm super into that is because, shh, don't tell anybody, but our water lines at our office might have failed. Uh, But that's okay because I was testing and treating and I got on it and now we've replaced our straws with blue tube. And the cool thing about blue tube is you replace it every six months as opposed to every year as a maintenance straw, which really decreases your chance of failing. So check that out. And then the last thing I'm super into is Safco Dental Supply because they sell direct to hygienists. And um, I'm gearing up for my holiday toothbrush dental kits that we give to uh, for kids, which is a homeless organization or it's an organization that helps people experiencing homelessness uh, in my area. So I get to just order straight from them and I don't have to worry about going through my dentist. So those are my top five for the month. So let's get into today's episode. So this is an exciting one. I know they're all exciting, but This is a really cool one. I met this guest at Under One Roof and I was like, oh my gosh, will you be on my podcast? And she said yes. So today we are going to talk about the top five ways to be biological. And our guest is Barbara Tritz, RDH, MS, MSB, H-I-A-O-M-T, all kinds of alphabets lettered. But anyway, Barbara, thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, Amanda, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to share this. This is my favorite topic. I'm so excited. So Barbara and I might have talked for uh, almost an hour prior to this podcast because I'm so fascinated by her, everybody. So this is going to be so super fascinating. Um, but and I heard a little bit of your story, but I want you to tell us a little bit again. So Barbara, how how on earth did you get into biological dentistry? And, and maybe what is biological dentistry? What does it even mean? Well, so I've been a hygienist. Um, when I first started, I was a hygienist for a year and I hated it. It was, I, I had 10 patients a day, 50 patients a week. I was the cleaning lady. And like, I, I realized about halfway into the year, I like made the biggest mistake of my life being a hygienist. This is just, I'm not the healer I want to be. And this is awful. And I could not see myself doing it for the next 20 years. Like, no, this is this is not what I want to be. So I left dental hygiene, went and got a master's in business from Husson College. And I was doing dental sales. And I walked into a dental office. Now, mind you, I had put down my scaler. 
was like, I am done with this. This is, I am finished. And I walked into a dental office and they had a face contrast microscope in the dental hygiene operatory, this beautiful big piece of equipment. And it's like, oh, tell me about this. Oh my gosh, can I have a job here? And they gave me a job and I fell in love with being a dental hygienist because I could finally be a healer. I had an hour a patient, which was just incredible. And and I could see the bacteria and I could work with the patient and I could inspire the patient. And the patient got it. When they see what's on the screen, they want to be healthy. And so I have used a face contrast microscope ever since. I have my own microscope because it's that important to me. And I won't work without one because you've got to know what you're dealing with. If you don't know what you're dealing with, then you're only the cleaning lady. And so this has led me into being more biological. You know, I've used a microscope since 1985. And and that led me to using ozone. That led me to the IAOMT, which is the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology. And being, you know, looking deeper into the root causes of our dental diseases. And the thing is, most root causes are not in the mouth. You know, we have to look into the body and put the mouth back on the body and reconnect it. Wait, they're connected in some way? Uh, imagine that. Huh, yeah, yeah, I know. It, we know we, we've got to be more than just the cleaning lady. And so that's what biological dental hygiene is all about, is where, what's going on. Tooth decay and gum disease are just symptoms of a bigger problem. And they're just one one of the many red flags going on. You know, looking at the medical history, you can see that there's, you know, protein pump inhibitors and there's digestive issues and there's depression and there's, you know, low-grade chronic infection and low-grade chronic diseases. And, de- and, and depression is connected to periodontal disease. And, you know, we're not looking deeply enough. We're just, we're buff and go. And we have to stop buff and go and look for the root cause. And that's why I love biological hygiene. Absolutely. You know, I think I, I hear this and I think, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I want to do this. How do, how do I do this in my PPO, HMO practice that I see a patient every 40 minutes and and that's all I am is, you know, clean. that is not my current practice. I'm yeah. just making up a story. But, um, but it is. But it, yeah. it, that's that's the current model of dentistry. And and that's how we've set it up to be. And it just isn't doesn't serve the patients. It doesn't. Like it needs to. You know, there's 70 to 90 percent of the population has some level of gum disease or tooth decay. So as a profession, I think we're failing and we need to relook at how we deliver treatment. And, and because of insurance, you know, we have trained our patients to accept this. And, and, and it's, we need to just wipe that slate clean and start all over again and really be the healers that we want to be and that we were meant to be. And, and it's going to take a, it's a, it is going to take an upheaval in dentistry. Because what we're doing is is just kicking the can down the road. So yep. it, it is a sad thing. But I know it we is. can change. We and that's where, you know, the IAOMT and the other, the IABDM and, you know, other holistic biological groups really have some good information and foundation on how to change. That's awesome. Well, okay, let's launch into our top five. Okay. I want to know how to do this. What are my top five ways to be biological? Okay. Well, number one, um, start with the basics. I want to start with breathing. 
nasal breathing, because by mouth breathing, we, you know, we have to look at our patients. And if our patients are mouth breathing, they're going to have perio, they're going to have caries. And no matter how much we tell them to brush and floss and clean and poke and pick, if they don't close their mouth and breathe through their nose, they're going to have disease. It's going to continue. So getting our patients to use their nose, to learn how to use their nose. And that's where part of my myofunctional therapy training comes in. You know, being a myofunctional therapist is just like, it has opened my eyes to a whole new world of the other half of dentistry. We can't be healthy unless we breathe through our nose. You know, I, I only know a tiny bit about myo, just, you know, I've had a couple podcasts about it. I read about it. I've gone to some webinars about it. I'm certainly not a myofunctional therapist, but oh my gosh, now that I know uh, the things that I know, you walk around like Costco and I'm like, mouth breather, uh, mouth breather. Yeah. Oh, I need to help you. Oh, I, or uh, I see pictures of like people with their kids and I see their kids and I see the bags under their eyes and their mouth hanging open. I'm like, you need to, your kid needs some help quick. Yeah. Like, I want to, I, I want to run around and help everybody. And, and it does take some training. Like I've been working for about two years. And now I can finally like, I can exercise with my mouth closed. Yay. Good. It is hard work. Yeah. You know, and kids start right from the get go walking around with their mouth open because it's easy to breathe through their mouth, but it's not healthy breathing. You know, we don't get the right oxygen level in our system. We aren't, we, our brain doesn't get the right oxygen. We're not sleeping deeply because we're mouth breathing and sleep Oh my gosh, sleep is where we heal. So, you know, that's so important. And and if you have your mouth open all night, then you have acid reflux, you have sleep apnea, you don't get the oxygen to your brain, you get dementia. It is all connected. And 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 dental hygiene is really the pinnacle. I mean, we are the keystone healthcare providers in my opinion. But we have to have the education. We have to know more. And, and our dental hygiene license, this is my favorite saying, is a license to learn. And we have to learn. And we can't, what we learned in school is just the beginning. Absolutely. And, you it's know, minimum I, competency. There's so much more. It is. I, I get 100 CE hours a year at minimum. And, you know, I, I'm just a CE junkie, yep. but we can't be better unless we really learn. And so learning myofunctional therapy, helping our patients to learn how to clear their nose, you know, when they're getting treatment, you know, when they fog your mirror, they're mouth breathing. Right. And so they need to learn how to use their nose and, and having, you know, the clear nasal spray and teaching them, you know, to, to be able to use their nose and looking at CT scans and, and seeing, you know, that their sinuses are clogged. We need to refer them to the ENT and to the allergist and see why they can't use their nose. So, so number one is breathing. All right. Well, what's number two? Number two is bacteria. So the bacteria should be our friend. They, we need to have good, healthy bacteria. And we are, we are not looking at the bacteria in the right way. So I use a phase contrast microscope with every single patient. I take a plaque sample, I put it on the slide, and I share what's going on in the mouth with the patient. Salivary diagnostics, so important. You know, anybody can do salivary diagnostics. You don't need special equipment. Just order the test kits, swoosh, spit, send it to the lab. But, you know, you've got to know what's going on. And if you don't know what's going on, you can't fix it. 
you're just the cleaning lady. And I'm not going to be the cleaning lady. I want my patients to be clean and healthy 365 days a year, not two days a year. And that's only for 20 minutes till they get down the road and the bacteria comes back out because the coast is clear because we haven't changed the microbiome. And, you know, you got to know what you're dealing with and you have to rule out, you know, when, when things become pathologic. And, and then it's so rewarding to see that microscope slide get healthy. And the patients, they, that's the first thing they ask me is, are we going to do a slide today? It's like, I've already done it and we'll look at it at the end. And they are excited to be rewarded because it is rewarding to see, you know, here your tissue's healthy and your bacteria is healthy because we can brush really well and hide dental disease. And the other thing that the microscope, I I love this, is I had a patient who had really bleedy gums and just wasn't, wasn't, you know, and she was working hard at her, her, her oral hygiene and she got on a ferry, went, okay, she got on a ferry, drove two hours, saw me for a 20 minute microscope check appointment. And there was no bacteria on the slide, but her gums were still a hot mess. And I was like, Maria, I don't know what's going on, but there's something else deeper here. Because my slide tells me there's no pathologic bacteria. And I said, go see your doctor. There, maybe it's a vitamin deficiency. Maybe, you know, there's something else going on. And she went and she had leukemia. <gasps> and, and the doctor, her doctor was so impressed that she got there so early in her disease and she was obviously, you know, cured and taken care of well because we caught it so early. But the microscope, you know, told me that this is not a bacterial infection. This is not periodontal disease. This is something else. And the gums just when she got healthy, her gums changed. And it was so it was, you know, warm my heart that I was able to find this and my gut just told me we've got to look deeper. That's and that was early in my career. So, you know, using tools and seeing what's going on just makes all the difference. Oh, that's huge. So, all right. Well, what's number three? Okay. Well, number three is going into the biofilm community. Okay. So we have good plaque, good bacteria. And when and we need that good bacteria. We need that good biofilm to sit on the teeth. And we need, um, you know... Because that's where we remineralize and we feed the, 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 the healthy tooth structure. So if we annihilate it and we, we scorched earth it, we're not remineralizing the teeth. And that leads to tooth sensitivity, root sensitivity. And, and it doesn't, and, we, and we're not healing the teeth. So just by wiping everything out of there, you know, we've got to respect the microbiome. We've got to respect that biofilm, feed the good bacteria with prebiotics. You know, I tell my patients to use a prebiotic toothpaste because I want to feed the microbiome, feed the good bacteria. I want them to eat prebiotic foods. I want them to eat probiotic foods so that we are nurturing and changing, raising the pH and healing the teeth, healing the mouth. So being, being, respectful of the biofilm rather than just wiping it out. 
So, so that's that. my that's my number three is biofilm. Okay, how about four? Number four is bleeding. But bleeding. they've always bled, right? I that's know. Okay, right? They've bled since you were a kid. Right. My mom's you, teeth. They she they're always bled, and her yeah. mom's teeth. They yeah. just bleed. That's who yeah. we are. Yeah, and you've had periodontal disease since you were five years old. Imagine that. And 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 we can't accept bleeding, even a little bit of bleeding. You know, it's just like being a little bit pregnant. Yeah. It's just a little bit of cancer. It's okay. Yeah, just a little bit. You know, it's it's not acceptable. Healthy gums don't bleed, period. That's the bottom line. And 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 if we accept it, then the patient accepts it. And that's not okay. You know, we're kicking disease and chronic low-grade infection down the road. And and we're supposed to be the prevention specialist. And that's so we've gotta we've gotta step up. And start owning that one. Yep, we do. And an infection and inflammation, the gums should not be on fire. And so we must find the reason, which leads me to number five. Wait, hang on. The reason you mean the reason isn't just that they don't floss enough? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. I was, yes, they, they floss, brush. Mm. Right, right. No. There might be more reasons. Okay, no, what's number yes. five? Number five, because the thing is, you know, so let me go back to number four a little bit. Prehistoric man did not have periodontal disease. And lo and behold, he did not have a hygienist chasing after him to teach him to floss and brush. And so, you know, we have... We have a bigger problem. And so we need to look deeper in the body, put the mouth back on the body and have blood work because the root cause of gum disease and tooth decay is in the gut. You know, 70% to 80% of our immune system is in the gut. So we have a gut dysbiosis. There's a gut microbiome breakdown. There is leaky gut. There is the problem with the food that we eat because our food is full of chemicals and antibiotics and food we can't digest and food that doesn't feed the good microbiome. And instead, you know, our bacteria in our gut that likes to eat sugar tells our brain, feed me, Seymour, feed me. And all of a sudden you think, I have a sweet tooth. I need that candy bar. And so we send sugar down to the gut because the gut bacteria rule us all. And so paying attention to our gut and having blood work and looking for vitamin deficiencies, vitamin D3, we need vitamin D3 to feed the odontoblasts to stop tooth decay. And, you know, where I live in the Pacific Northwest, um, you know, it's summer and it's cloudy. And, you know, I'm probably done seeing the sun for the next nine months. And so you've got to supplement with vitamin D3, vitamin K2, and be aware of what's happening in our body. And because when things are bad in the, in the gut, then they show up in the mouth. And it's not all about oral hygiene. Absolutely not all about oral hygiene. And yeah. I just got to thinking, you know, I, I'm kind of a freak about dental unit water lines. I talked about that already in my top five, but we have to, as just like we test our dental unit water lines to see what bacteria is in there, we need to be testing our bodies to see where, so that when you're talking about blood work, you're talking about testing your body to see where those levels are at, to see if, if you're in, cause you, you don't, you can't feel it. You can't no. know it. Just like you don't know what kind of biofilm is in your dental unit water lines. You need that test. Exactly. And, and, and if you don't test, you don't know. And right. 
So we have to dig deeper and we have to, you know, help our patients to learn that they need this and that we're, we're all, we need to work together with collaboration. We can't work in a silo. And so finding the root cause in a, what I call, I call it medical dentistry. We need to incorporate medical dentistry. I, 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 I quoted, um, I wrote in an article to Dr. Fauci uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. I said, medicine and dentistry have been social distancing since before it was cool. So we need to stop <laughs> social true. distancing. Yes, we do. Yeah. We do. Because periodontal disease causes super infections in the lungs with that SARS-CoV-2 virus. Yeah. And so we need to step it up all the way around. It is time to up our game. And I think if, if we really take the time to explain this to patients, and it's going to take a minute. It does. Take the time to explain to patients, they'll, most of them will get it. Not all. And you're not going to yeah. get them all. But many of them will really understand and want to be healthy because they want to feel better. Well, they do. They absolutely do. And, you know, relying on a mask is not is not it. We have to really get to the root cause of dental diseases and chronic illness and it, low grade chronic infections for 20 30 years in the in in the mouth translates into low grade chronic infection throughout the whole body and now we have illness chronic long term illness you know parkinson's cardiovascular disease sleep apnea you know rheumatoid arthritis cancer it all has its roots and we hygienists can make a difference here. Absolutely. Oh, I it, love it. We are the prevention specialists and we, we got to step it up. Yes. We are the right. keystone healthcare yes. provider. So. Oh, okay, well, let's review the top five. So the top five ways to be biological. And if you didn't notice, they're all Bs, all five for Barbara. B for Barbara, biological, top five. Number one's breathing. Number two is bacteria. Number three is biofilm. Number four is bleeding. And number five is blood work. Barbara, if people want to reach out to you because, oh my gosh, I have a thousand more questions I could talk to you for five days, how can they reach you? Um, I write a dental hygiene blog called queenofdentalhygiene.net. And you can contact me at, at contact at queenofdentalhygiene.net. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for your time and your wisdom today. I just oh. have loved it. I have so much more I want to know. Okay, uh, let's do it again. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Yay. All right. We all know that only four out of five dentists could agree. So if you have something to add to this top five, or you have an idea for a whole nother top five, email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com, and we'll be sure to include your dental top five. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of your dental top five. Be sure to join us next Thursday to hear more from Amanda. 